There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. You're listening to Drive Live. We are talking all things of a legal nature. Drive Live talks legal. Our guest today is Ali Al-Assad from Yamalava and Pleska. Ali, really good to have you back. Nice thank, to see you. Thank you for having me, Adan. So, we said uh, today we're going to talk about bounce checks. Mm-hmm. It's something that comes up quite a lot. Um, and obviously the rules changed quite recently. So we'll have a look at that. But you've also just sort of announced to us that we're going to have some breaking legal news um, that mm-hmm. you can share with us. Obviously, it will, it's breaking, so we, we don't have full details. But you're going to enlighten us. Maybe we should start there first. Yeah, so basically today there was an announcement from uh, through the media from the Ministry of Labour that now Ministry of Labour is applying a new system for part-time jobs. If you remember like the previous system before, let's say, before these days, every employ- an, an employee who's working in UAE, for example, and he have like a full-time job from 9 to 5, and even this employee want to take a part-time job, let's say two hours at night with a different company or a different business, the system used to be that he need to obtain an offer letter from the company who would like to hire him for this part-time. He need an NOC from the sponsor, which is the company that hired him full-time, they submit these documents to the Ministry of Labor. If approved, he will have uh, the chance to legally work for someone else other than the sponsor for part-time. This is the new change we are talking about today is a new system the Ministry will be following that for certain qualifications, basically anybody who have higher than high school degree mm-hmm. can benefit from a permission to work part-time just by getting an offer letter from a company without obtaining an NOC from his current employer. Okay. And even as per the news we have, a person can take more than one part-time job at the same time. So, yeah, if you've if you've got something that you maybe do on a Sunday, Monday, and you want to do something for the rest of the week with another company, you no longer have to go and get permission from one place to, to go and do that. Basically, that's the main idea behind it. And even as per our knowledge, we are not we cannot confirm until we see the official uh, declaration or the decision about it that some companies can hire someone from abroad on part-time. But wow. we still need to see like, how the visa will be processed for these situations. Yes. Okay, so what what sectors are we talking about here? Basically, for now, we don't have a clear one, but it's uh, like the general approach is that they, this will be allowed for jobs that require like uh, mental qualification or like st- special skills or special degrees of education. Mm. So these are the sectors that uh, may need it. Like w- we're not sure exactly which profession it will apply to, but maybe with the introduction of VAT. So, for example, like maybe now more businesses, they need like short time mm-hmm. as an accountant to be attending in their offices. Maybe they have a certain uh, business flow that doesn't require a full-time accountant or to hire an accounting company. So maybe that's one of the uh, fields where it might be allowed. What a great time to be a freelance accountant, freelance bookkeeper, freelance graphic designer, maybe. I don't know. It's loads yeah, of no, I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, friends that I have who, who are working in those fields. But also the benefit if you perhaps have children and you're looking at returning to work mm. and you're, you're looking at a part-time job. And this is this is obviously making that process a little bit easier. It's getting easier plus like in reality maybe part of this business was run illegally from time to time. We see people who post like their services on social media and stuff. So now we were having like a proper legal frame to regulate mm. these practices. Okay, what if you are as you mentioned there at NLT, you're a mother, you're looking to go back to work. Would you does that mean in theory if you were sponsored by your husband, would you not need an NOC from your husband anymore to get a part time? Basically position? Uh, as we know, if you are on an employment visa you don't need an NOC from the sponsor. But whether this will apply to spouses, we are not sure. Okay. 
Because all the stuff we have is about like the previous employer, the mm. current employer. There is nothing about like the family visa. What's interesting though, as well, is and we were kind of briefly talking about this off air, is the the change in uh, not change in. I suppose it is uh, a change in regulation, but the the change in attitude really to work and this the idea of the the gig economy that people can do lots of different things and move around with that little bit more freedom. In, uh, employment bans are far less regular than they were just a few years ago, and this is another, I suppose, another step in that kind of free uh, direction, really, isn't it? Yeah, basically the approach is that if we have qualified people in the market, maybe it's now like the approach is more like to keep them in the market or instead of sending someone abroad and later bring. Someone who may not be uh, as equally qualified or something. So they wanna like if there is someone who have like good experience and good practice, they maybe the intention is to keep them more and give them more flexibility about rotating in jobs. It's interesting, really, really interesting. Mm, and just looking is. at an overall trend, it seems to be that there are look there's more flexibility when it comes to employment. Basically, that's what we see during the last couple of years. Yes. Okay, well, we'll get to today's topic. Um, and just before we get into that, if you have questions for Ali, you can text us on 4001 or via the free messaging app. And if you want to call us, you can do that to 04-423-1010. So the topic we want to talk about today, Ali, is bounce checks. Um, and the, it's changed. The situation in terms of a bounce check up to a certain value. Let, mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. say that first. Um, th- there is a different legal process. In the past, you would go to the police station, that sort of, everything's changed. So basically, just to clarify, whatever we'll be discussing now about these bounce checks apply only to Dubai. Okay, we are not talking about the, all the seven Emirates. So the system we are talking about is apply only to, uh, for now, only in Dubai. So the idea is that before we used to see a lot of cases where, for example, you bounce a check of 5,000 dirham. Mm. Okay, the, by law, the beneficiary have the right to take this check to the bank, get an official reply saying that there is no enough funds. Using this report from the bank, you can go to the police station, file a criminal case against the issuer of the check, and from there, the person will get arrested. Once arrested, he were depending on the amount uh, in the chat. The more the amount is less, there is a chance of a bail where you drop your passport at the prosecution, and later you will be sent to trial where you have to attend a couple of court hearings. A judgment will be issued. Later there is appeal, and depending on certain cases, maybe there is cassation. This process used to take at least like around one year, a little bit less or a little bit more, which is a process that sometimes put a lot of a lot of workload on the courts because we see a lot of cases, especially with like minor amounts. And uh, take a lot of time, especially, for example, if we have a person who have this situation and mm-hmm. he want to change jobs in the middle, he cannot because your passport is not with you. No visa will be processed for you. So it used to put a lot of complications uh, in the system. Plus, it used to put a very heavy workload on the courts that may slow down, maybe more important or more sensitive cases. Because of uh, this situation and because it was happening frequently, as we know, everything is secured by checks, your home rent, everything. Like, and like all these are sometimes like minor amounts or maybe not significant amount. So mm. because of this situation, early last year, there was a new law issued in Dubai called the penal order. And uh, as per this law, uh, it w- was issued, I think, around January 2017. It says that from the time it's published, uh, three months after the published in the Officer Gazette, it will come to force. And it applies to certain type of uh, misdemeanors and uh, infractions. And it will apply only to misdemeanors that are sanctioned either by penalty or by penalty or jail. It's mm-hmm. not in jail, it's or jail. So every time we are talking about a crime that jail is definite in it, then they cannot benefit from the system. And the idea behind it is what? That whenever you commit one of these crimes, let's say bounce a check at the value of 20,000 dirham, okay, as per the UAE penal code, this action will be punished either by fine or by jail. 
and therefore we can benefit from it under the new system. So what's going to happen now? The same system, uh, the same process start that you have a check, you bounce it, the beneficiary will go and obtain the bank report, submit it to the police. But now whenever it's submitted to the police that you will be wanted, you will be told to the police, you will be arrested and most likely if you get arrested in the morning by end of the day, you will have a penal order under the new system showing that you have to pay a fine of X thousand dirham. You pay it, you will be released same day. So that's that's a very good option if you are in a position to pay it. Exactly. But here we just need to disclaim it or to clarify some certain points. So the system that used to, to date before like six months, now you end up with the same result because before for a check that's 10,000 dirham, you go to the court, your fine will be 3,000 dirham. Now you still pay the same fine, but uh, you pay it now instead of pay, waiting like six months until you have the order to pay it. Once you have uh, the penal order issued against you, as a person, you have the right to challenge it because again, it's a matter of fairness. You have seven days to challenge it. In the event within seven days, you don't challenge it, it becomes final, you have to pay it and chapter will be closed until within 30 days from the time this penal order is des- decided, the, the top prosecutor or general attorney in Dubai have the right to challenge it or to reverse it. And therefore, people uh, need to be clear that whatever we are discussing here and whatever this system established for is not go and bounce chats. Mm. Just in the event you bounce a chat, you may be able to benefit from a way easier system or may faster system, but the crime is still there and the liability is still there. And most important, the value of the chat, the moment you pay the fine, it doesn't mean the value of the chat is not due. The beneficiary of the chat can still have the right to vote against you at a civil court, file a civil case against you, obtain a judgment and enforce you against you or against your assets. So the liability doesn't go away. It's just a matter of shortening the process. Drive live. Talks legal. Our guest today is Ali Al-Assad and we're taking your legal questions. Um, we were talking about bounce checks and Ali, we've got quite a few questions on that. But first, we're going to have a chat to Zayed. One second. I think Zaid is on the line and he has a question for you, Ali, about uh, companies. Zaid, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for calling the programme. Um, do you want to put your question to Ali? Yes, please. It's a quick question regarding the same topic, basically... I've been trying to open my new company in JLT Free Zone, and one of the requirements was that I need to provide an NOC from my current employer. So you were discussing the new rule. Does it apply to this too? So basically, the new rule we are talking about, it's only limited to people who have sponsorship as employment and who are part of the Ministry of Labor system. So in your uh, situation, Zaid, basically, until further notice, there is no change to the system you are facing now that to open a new, uh, a new company or to be a shareholder in a company, as long as you have a residency in the UAE, you will need an NOC from your sponsor. Save one fact that certain free zones does not require this NOC. Mm. So it's not everywhere, but majority of the free zones are required it. Like what, uh, certain free zones, like what? Uh, if you can just email us later on and from there we'll give you the details how it can be processed. Okay, perfect. Okay, Thank thanks so a lot much. for calling, Zaid. Thank you. Bye. So, Ali, we, we were talking about bounce checks, and it's obviously something that people have problems with. Steve's texted and says, OK, this all sounds good in theory, but um, what about if you have no funds to cover the check? How will you be able to pay the fine? So, basically, w- the moment under the old system, you will spend like three or six months until you have the judgment saying that you have to pay a fine of 10,000 dirham. Mm. Now, the same, the same fine will be imposed, but instead of waiting six months for it, then you have it instantly, like within the same day. And in the event you can secure someone to lend you this money or you can borrow this money from somebody to pay it, at least you'll be free again within one day or two days. And from there you can work again, make money. 
and you can pay your debt back either to, uh, towards the value of the check or towards the penalty. Well, under the old system, you may maybe some people were facing the vicious circle where you are in jail, but you can but you need money, and you need to make money, you have to go outside of the jail. So the purpose of the new system is to break this vicious circle. Okay, so let's uh, look at the fines then, the levels of fines and where they're applicable. Can we uh, run through those, Yes, uh, so, Ali? So basically, if the checks are below 50,000 dirham, your fine will be 2,000. In the event the checks are between 50,000 to two, up to 100,000 dirham, your fine will be 5,000 dirham. In the event the checks value exceeds 100,000 but does not exceed 200, then your fine will be 10,000. Any checks that are more than 200,000 dirham, you will be processed under the old system and you cannot benefit from the new system we are talking about. Okay, all right then. So let's go to uh, another one of the texts that's come in. There are lots of texts coming in about uh, the Czech situation um, here. What happens, John is asking, at the civil case level for claims less than 10,000 after a Czech bounce? Any changes there? Uh, So basically for the... We have a... Bounce check for 10,000 dirham. It was reported to the police. Mm-hmm. Your uh, penalty under the penal order will be 2,000 dirham. Now, between you and the, and the authorities, there is nothing wrong anymore. You paid your penalty. You're a free man. Now, the remaining part is between you and the beneficiary of the check. The beneficiary of the check have to go to Dubai to the court. In our say, case, it will be Dubai courts. And you'll have to file a civil case against you for 10,000 dirham. For that, he has to pay filing fees and you have to appoint a lawyer. Once a final judgment is issued, then uh, there will be a process of enforcement. So now we have a case of 10,000 dirham to be enforced against you. So what's going to happen, the court will allow the beneficiary to inquire with official authorities about your assets in the UAE. In the event there is no assets at all, that you don't have a bank account, you don't have a car, you don't have any properties that can be confiscated or auctioned, under the applicable uh, UAE laws, the enforcement judge have the right to uh, serve you, to notify you, to appear in front of him, to guide the court about your assets. And at that time, in the event there is no assets that can be uh, identified, the judge have the right to arrest you until you pay. In this situation, you can be arrested up to six months. Later, you will be released for 90 days to try to find, uh, like, to make money so you can pay your debt. Mm. And it's a cycle of three times. So you go inside jail six months, you go out for three. Again, six, again, three, again, six, again, three. So the total arrest cannot exceed 36 months. But the idea is what? That before you reach this system, especially if we are talking about an amount of 10,000 dirham, as a matter of practice, if you offer to pay up to 25% to the court, the judge may give you an approval to pay it by installments, regardless it's 10,000 dirham or higher amount. But in general, you always have the right to make a down payment and request a permission to make installments. And the judge, at the end of the day, will evaluate your overall situation. If you see that you have a good record and you can have, for example, let's say you have a job offer that shows that soon you will have more cash coming, most likely the judge will approve it. Okay, so staying sort of with that theme, we have Eric on line five who has a question for you, Ali, about the fact that he has a bank loan and he's lost his job. Eric, uh, thanks for calling. Do you want to tell Ali your question? Of course. Thank you very much for taking the time. Um, Basically, I was employed and I have a bank loan. The pending balance is 50,000 dirham. Without, it's sort of a vicious cycle that I'm in. I've been without work for three months without, uh, no, no fault of not applying. It's just the market has not been great for the hospitality industry at the moment. So I, the vicious cycle is I don't have a job to make my minimum payments, but I can't leave without the final balance due. The bank is, uh, still has 50,000 Durham. My settlement check was 30,000. However, uh, I don't have any access to it. 
So what are my options to to get out of Dubai? Because I can't leave without paying this, but I can't make any payments towards it. I heard as of late there was an option to pay $2,500 at the airport and, and you're good to go, only if a case has been opened. But what's the least amount of impact I could have financially to be able to resolve this issue to leave and go home? So basically, from a practical standpoint, in the event the bank did not initiate any criminal case against you, there is nothing that will prohibit you from leaving the country. Because basically, if you are, if you are not a wanted person, whenever you arrive to the airport, no one will ban you from traveling because no one uh, file any charges against you. In the event there is a police case from the bank against you for bouncing this chart, you will be, and given the fact that, as you mentioned, the amount is between 35000 to 50000 you will be able to benefit from the new system with this trust, and from there, in the event there is a police case against you, you will be arrested, a fine will be issued in a, within a very short time, you will pay the fine, and you will be a free man to leave the country, or to come back, or to stay, whatever uh, your uh, visa status will be showing. So, in short, I owe 50000 a police case is opened, I pay the minimum amount, Everything's clear, and uh, you have a blank slate. Yeah, you don't pay the minimum amount due to the bank. You pay the fines that uh, the, the prosecutor will issue against you. In this situation, as long as your check is below 50,000 dirham, your fine will be 2,000. But this doesn't mean that the amount you owe to the bank is amended. The amount you owe to the bank is still there, and the bank still have the right to file a civil case against you for that. So it doesn't clear you or make you a free person? No, it just clear the criminal part of the chart. Because as we know, every chart has two aspects. It have the criminal side and it have the financial side. The new system we Is are discussing th- about, it clear only the criminal side, while the silver remain the same. Okay. This was actually in regards to a bank loan, but I, I guess the same rules apply, correct? Basically, for security charts and normal charts are not treated differently in practice. Okay, okay. Eric. Hopefully that thank answers you. the question. Okay. Thank you so much. Best of luck, Eric. Ali, I mean, this check thing is obviously very popular. We've had another message in um, from John, and it says, what happens at the civil case level for claims less than 10,000 after the check bounces? Basically, whenever such cases filed, automatically will be transferred to the med- uh, amicable mediation at the Dubai Court uh, sat- uh, Department. But from there, if parties doesn't want to settle, the case will go back to the normal process of like, hearing, submissions, and judgment will be issued. Okay, this question is... Um, this one's quite a brief one. We've got a few, quite a few questions to get to, but Ali, I think we'll ask you this one first. It says, hi, is there a limit to the number of times you can bounce a cheque and penalise a defaulter? Taran asks. So basically, if we are talking, the, the, uh, let's say someone bounced five cheques. In the event, all these cheques are resulting from one transaction. Let's say you have a bank loan where you gave, let's say, for example, like 15 cheques to guarantee the monthly instalments. All mm. these are one transaction. So if you go to jail for one cheque, you're not going to go again for the for the for jail again for the second check well in the event if you bounced five checks to five different parties then you have five different cases and in the event of repetition of bouncing checks most likely you're not going to be able to benefit from the new system we talked about yeah okay um we've um we've had quite a few questions coming in actually and um this one ali I'll, I'll i'll let you think about this one first and you can answer it in a few minutes time this is my friend um is six months into his job his visa category says ordinary labor his father passed away but the company is asking for a monetary guarantee or for him to, for the, him to pay the visa fees in order to release the passport is that something you've heard of before so basically we heard about these situations before in general, holding the passport is not something al- that the, your employer can do. In the event your colleague want to leave the country and the company refuses to give him the passport, all what he has to do, he can approach the Dubai courts, file a urgent uh, application before something called the summary judge matter. 
Uh, from there, within 24 hours or 48 hours, he received a court order ordering the company to give him the passport. In the event he takes this order and the company does not release the passport, he will have the right to approach the closer police station and from there the, pas- the police will help him to get his passport back. Is there a cost to that? Basically, it's not going to something about like, the typing fees or something. It's, it's minor stuff. Okay, so no great cost there. And it is, I mean, it's worth pointing that out again, isn't it? Your employer is not allowed under any circumstances to keep your passport. Exactly, because the passport itself is the ownership of the country that issued it. It's not the ownership of the, it's not a property of the employee that he can hand it over to his employer. Mm. But I mean, from a legal, legal perspective, I guess I know the answer to this, Ali, but it's it's worth saying. Um, under no circumstances, I guess, should you be handing over money then in order to get your passport, even temporarily? It's an abuse of system then. Because that uh, the passport, first of all, the employer doesn't have the right to keep it. As long as he doesn't have the right to keep it, definitely he is not allowed to ask for money to release it. What they are saying about uh, making the employee pay the uh, visa trust, under no circumstances the employee has to pay the visa trust that the company incurred on his behalf. In the event this employee or this labor would like to leave his job, he can resign, take his passport and leave. The company have no right to withhold the passport or to say we're not going to release it until you pay us X amount of money. Our guest for Drive Live Talks Legal today is Ali Al-Assad and he's doing a sterling job of getting through your legal questions. We've had um, quite a few chats about um, bounce checks, Ali, and we were talking to Eric before and Eric was sort of talking about his perspective on having an outstanding loan of 50000 Um But Sanjay is texting with this and Sanjay says, I have a car rental company and have corporates and individuals bounce their checks. Unfortunately, the current law does not help our kind of business. The offender is left scot-free paying for a fine but as a business I can't file a civil case as it's too expensive to do so and it takes a long time to get a judgment and he's saying as far as he's concerned um, the amounts vary from 2,000 to 50,000 dirham how can he save his business from such offenders so basically let's clarify one point the system before and now the outcome remained the same because before if you have a bounce check of 10,000 dirham for your car rent you will end up with a fine of 10,000 dirham or 5,000 dirham, the offender will pay it and he's a free man. But now, instead of having this event after three months from the time of bouncing the chat, now it happened within one or two days. So as a business, your financial guarantee is not affected by the new system because under the old system, under the new system, you always need a civil case to go and you need to file a civil case to, so you can uh, recollect or get uh, uh, back the value of the chat. The only point of flash that maybe you lost it now that before, whenever people will bounce a chat and they will do arrested in jail, they will run to you and say, okay, this is the money, just drop the case. This may not be available for you now. Uh, about like how to save the business, like basically if we go to a lot of other countries, there is no system, there is no criminal liability for a bounce chat. However, there are a lot of companies, they rent, uh, they have a car rental system and we know you can always do it either by cash deposit or by credit uh, card details and that's what we see it in practice. I think, I mean, we were just talking a few minutes ago, you go to lots and lots of places and you, you take out car hire and you, you have to leave a hefty deposit or, if not a deposit, a guarantee via a credit card. Mm, and it is always a hefty deposit or guarantee by credit card, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's, it, you know, generally speaking, no offence, Sanjay, it can often be ten times the price of the car hire, uh, if not more. Very much so, yeah. Um, here's another one in for you. Uh, no name on this. Hi, Ali. I have had a credit card for 11 years, since 2007. Now the card's expired. It's been blocked 
by the bank for irregularity in payments. But I've been paying the minimum payments every month. I'm sure I've already paid back twice the amount of the card until uh, today's date. But the payments never end. The amount is 20,000 dirhams. The bank keeps telling me that they will bounce my cheque. Is this a valid point by the bank? Obviously, there's a cheque guarantee in place mm-hmm. for the card. So for the chat, when it comes to credit cards, there is two. There is some details that sometimes not everybody is aware about it. But basically, you pay the minimum amount. Okay, and sometimes if you strip it, it's not just the interest. There's penalties that usually banks will impose on you. So out of a sudden, like uh, you have, you withdraw from your card like ten thousand dirham. Within six months, you see that the outstanding is twenty thousand. So what you're gonna do? What you do usually? You pay ten thousand, assuming that you paid back your debt. Well, actually, what happened in practice? Whatever you paid will be first applied towards the penalties and the interest, mm. while the amount of debt remained the same and will be again subject to more interest and more interest every month. And that's why we hear from uh, from time to time that people who like they tell you, I paid the value of my credit card twice. However, my outstanding remained the same. Yes, because all that time you were paying the fines, you were not paying the actual debt. So, but in general, stuff happens sometimes. So, what we recommend that first. Try to have a meeting at the collection department of the bank and request like at least copy of the statements of your payments, so you can track exactly what was due on you, what were your obligation and how much out of it you paid and what's the remaining. From there, you can reach, uh, depending whatever you review and the outcome, you may reach uh, with them an agreement about maybe like waiving part of their fines or the interest or maybe a payment plan or rescheduling the debt. That's the practical point. Alternatively, in the event they are saying that they want to cash your check. Depends on the value. If uh, you will be able to, it's below 200,000 dirham, then you have a chance to benefit from the new system with this trust. You have to pay the fine and later the bank have to file a civil case against you to collect the value of the credit card. It's a difficult one, that one, isn't it? If yeah. you're paying an interest rate to a bank, it's a monthly basis for the card. It could be 2 could be 3%. In some mm. cases, could be higher. The interest is accruing. It's accruing on the penalties. Mm. The interest is accruing mm. on what's accruid, on the penalties, on the, and it just keeps mm. going up and up and up. The amount will go higher than what you really expect. It's yeah. so expensive. It's such an expensive way to take a loan, a credit card. Of course, if you pay it, it's fine. Um, d- I suppose that you're, the best advice there is exactly what you said. Go and talk to the bank and that's really advice that you would give any client basically yeah because before you get involved in any like uh, official processes just go and that understand that mm. because we know mistakes happen sometimes so if you go to the bank and you review with them maybe there is an amount that you already made that they didn't calculate the proper way or it was misallocated or something mm. from there there is always a chance for discussions okay bob's text in as well very similar to eric i owe a hundred thousand i owe a hundred thousand durham to the bank and i want to leave the country i've lost my job where does bob stand ali as this trust basically any person who have because loan itself is not a crime so if you have a loan in the country there is nothing in the system or in the press that say that you are not allowed to travel until someone will take an action against you and the action will be filing a civil case with a, requesting a travel ban and this travel ban being approved by the judge or alternatively by filing a criminal case against you from there an automatic travel ban will be imposed and you have to go through the process either of the normal criminal case or the uh, penal order we just discussed uh, at the beginning of the show and whatever outcome judgment you will have you pay it and from there you are a free man and after that the beneficiary of the chat or whoever gave gave you the loan have to follow the civil case process against you. I guess Ali um, there's two very different amounts there 50,000 dirham and 100,000 dirham in this instance, that the, the law is the same? Uh, basically, for the to- benefit from the penal order, your your check cannot exceed 200,000 dirham. The moment your check exceeds 200,000 dirham, you will be sent to the normal uh, trial process. And basically, the fa- the, t- the penalty for the, j- for the bounce check can be up to three months in jail or up to 10,000 dirham fine. 
So that's what the base, sorry, 20,000 dirham fine. So these are the limits. And the judge will consider the value of the chart, maybe sometimes the reason behind issuing it, but this is not something binding. It's more to the judge, up to the judge's discretion. And also they will check your criminal record. Mm. In the event someone ch- uh, bounced the chart for the first time, it's not going to be, be treated the same way if someone uh, bounced charts on like regular basis. So th- these are the factors that the judge will be considering. Okay, that's all we've got time for on Drive Live Talks Legal this week. Ali Al-Assad is from Umalava and Plethka. Ali, always a pleasure to have you here. That's our pleasure. Thank you. And thank you everyone that texted in for questions to keep Ali on his toes this week. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcast at DubaiEye1038.com.